Welcome to the Encompassing Podcast, the show where two lifelong friends talk about things that lifelong friends talk about. I'm Barrett, this is Pearson, and this is our fourth episode? Number four, yes. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, anything interesting been happening with you? Well, you know, new year, new me. That's the joke. It's not, it's not, it's just a new year. Not, literally nothing else has changed. Um, set my outlook on life. I uh, <laughs> I I was reading something that they some of this one of this websites that like helps you keep up with these New Year's resolutions like you know check back in make sure you're doing it they called I think it's January seventeenth is like known as National Quitters Day on this website because by seventeenth wow. everyone has abandoned or most people abandon their uh, New Year's resolution like eighty something percent is freaking crazy um, I but, wonder how they quantify that like how do they they take a poll like what well, day I, did you forget i think, I think so, but also i think like part of it in this website and again i was just reading an article is like you check back in and like hey yeah i'm doing that or yeah i'm you know i'm following through with that and so it might not be that they actually quit but they just actually quit on that website but nevertheless you could just done a poll you know do a poll of a thousand people and most of them drop news resolutions by what's what's today we're recording on the fourth so yeah most of them right. drop it by today like they're done they're over it yeah, no, um, I've been I've been over it. I didn't really have a, like a specific resolution, but like either. if there was anything that I wanted to do to better my life, I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and see, that's uh, like I, I normally don't I normally think about it a little bit, but I don't really have like a specific one. And this year I didn't even really think about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to just going to get I'm just going to be better. I don't know whatever that means. Um, but yeah, so New Year's was fun. So uh was at my parents and the neighbors are shooting off fireworks. My parents are up there with them. And this, all I keep watching, well, I, I looked out twice and both times the fireworks were shooting like across the ground, like it tipped over and they were shooting back towards the people one time and away from them another time. I'm like, yo, but anyways, I can't, I can't deal with, I, I didn't go yeah. up there and I didn't blow my hand off. I almost did last year. Did they ever tell you what happened last year when we tried to shot fireworks? No, we could not get a mortar. You know the mortars that you the reloadables. Yeah. We couldn't get it down in the canister. And me and uh, my brother were like, "Nah, it's not going to work." And Dad comes over and he's like, "I got it to go down in there." And we're like, "Oh, great!" And then he lights the fuse, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Why is that fuse so long?" Because you know normally the fuse is at the bottom. So it has to run all the way up the tube and then a little right. bit pokes out the top. Well, he has put it in upside down. And oh. I realized about halfway through the fuse, I'm like, we better run. And so we did. We Because it, it just exploded the canister. just Because it exploded right, right. there. Because it shot, it basically shot into the canister, at where, which was already stuffed in and then exploded. Mm. So that was my experience last year. So yay. Fun. I think uh, we went to... Yeah, we went to my girlfriend's show on New Year's Eve. That's where I spent my, like, the beginning of New Year's. And it was, like, this country club that we went to. And I think the most, imp- the most like, interesting thing that happened there is I saw a guy that was, like, dressed the most fancy I've ever seen anyone dressed. He was in, like, a military uniform, and he had, like, a top hat on and a cane. And he was smoking. He was, like, smoking out of a pipe. A pipe, yeah course and he looked like he looked at me i don't know but i like 
I want to say that it did. He might have just had glasses on. But I all I know is that he was dressed so fancy. So I kept looking at him, and then he was like, like he would raise his pipe at me. <laughs> and I just I thought that was cool because he was fancy, and so it made my new year. But other than that, we we did nothing. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I didn't really do much. I just kind of chilled a little bit, and then uh, I've been. I finally got back home yesterday. I'm been staying with my parents. I got back home, and then you know the weather last night, storms and stuff. Like, and I I text a friend, and I was. I was like, he knows because he used to live with me. I was like, I, I don't get up for anything. Like, it don't matter how bad the weather is. It doesn't wake me up. Even if I hear it, like, I'm like, oh, rain, go back to bed. Last night was so loud in this trailer that I was so afraid. Um, I actually, I'm not afraid, but I, I was so concerned that I got on my phone. I was watching the weather, which I never do. I'm always like, if it's my time, it's my time. But I was actually watching the weather last night because it got so loud and so bad here. Like, every five seconds I was seeing lightning flashes and hearing thunder. I think mine was the exact opposite. Uh, like I'm the exact opposite way. I always get scared by weather. Uh, I was in, I was in your city. And then yesterday night at about like nine or 10, I decided I was going to drive back home to my house, like a 45 minute drive. And I drove back here and the place that I was staying at, and your city is was a lot more uh, secure. Secure, and my house here is very small. It just it does not feel very safe. And I ended up i I got back to the house. I wanted to say that I that I left at about nine, but actually I think that I left at about ten or eleven because we got home at twelve. Uh, I took a shower, got in bed. And I slept for about, I, I like put a movie on and I slept for about an hour, I think, because when I woke up, the movie was still on. And I woke up and it was just like, and it was going crazy. And I was like, oh my gosh, this thing is never going to end because it was like, like three in the morning, about yeah. like two thirty. And yeah, so I sat there there. Yeah. Yeah, I sat there and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was looking at the weather and it was it was like, we're just going to get blasted for the next six hours. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting. I, I basically I just waited until the tornado watch was done and went back to sleep. It came through here about three thirty four and and the the shelter, I said, like the, the buildings that you can like go to for storm safety. If you're in a mobile home, they don't open those up automatically unless there's a tornado warning or tornado watch, whichever one is the minimal. Once you get over severe thunderstorm warning, right? Right. Um, then they open it up. And so there was none of those in the in the county. So they opened it up, but I was sitting there and I was watching because I'm like, this is bad. And then the newscast, the weatherman kept saying, he's like, it can change in 15 seconds and a tornado can hit the ground and we won't be able to warn you about it. And because of the way this storm is, I watched that, that part. You're, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna die basically is what he was saying. He didn't say it like that, but I was like, so do I need to go ahead and like get in my car and possibly drive there and then be out in the road? Like, I don't know what to do. Um, I text my girlfriend who lives right across from me and she didn't even respond. I think she was asleep. Um, but nevertheless, I kind of watched it for about 45 minutes and then it, 
He was like, you know, if you're in this area, you're safe. It's past you. You're clear. It's going to be raining for the next several hours. That's it. And I was like, good. I'm going to bed. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little like I'm pretty I'm northwest of where you are. And I saw the tornado warning just like right below me. But it was headed straight for where you were. And I was like, well, I'm glad that I'm not there anymore. And I hope that everything there is all right. But I think uh, some places around here got got destroyed. The uh, the ones that came through earlier in the day, the tornadoes that landed earlier in the day over near the lake. Uh, um, did some damage. You saw the picture. Do you see the picture in the fantasy football group chat? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of sad. But. I'm here. I'm alive. It's it's the fourth. This this episode released on the fifth. I start school in a week. That's basically it. Um, crossing my fingers, I get into one more class because I have to to hold a full schedule to keep scholarships. So yay. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, I think uh, we were talking earlier. We have some some news stories. We can start out with. Uh, We'll start up with, with uh, an update to, yeah. to our last one. Uh, we were talking about the the crypto zoo alleged scam that Logan Paul <clears throat> talked about, and then Coffeezilla made a video about. And Logan Paul has responded as of yesterday, and uh, his response was interesting. It was a seven minute video in response to about an hour and a half of content. And, and I just watched it, right? Because you told me about it. And so uh, I had not watched the CoffeeZilla stuff, right? I've just watched the Logan Paul response video. And it, now, obviously, is seven minutes commenting on an hour and a half of content. I'm not commenting on is CoffeeZilla accurate or not. But I, I kind of like nothing Logan said struck me as like my BS meter didn't go off. If that makes sense. Like, Right. It seemed like he was trying to be upfront and honest. Um, there's a little bit of weirdness with like the who contacted who first to be on what show. Um, he still right. tried to imply. I mean, if he contacts your manager, Logan, then like your manager should let you know. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, and I isn't believe that, isn't that how it's supposed to go? And Logan admitted he's like he contacted my manager twice, but that's my manager, that's not me. And I was like, well, that's that's the only thing. I was like, eh, whatever. But the rest of it, he seemed to be like. Hey, yeah, I agree. Eddie and Crypto King scammed me. The developers scammed me, and and I was with bad people. And uh, the question I have was like, why are you associating with people? And he then he had, he commented on that. He's like, you know, you might ask, why would I hire a developer who had a felony history? And it's like, I didn't know. I trusted my team, and that team scammed me out of millions of dollars. And me and my manager are still sitting here with nothing, trying to rebuild it. So uh. he seemed to like. Did he agree with Coffee's? He agreed with the facts Coffeezilla was presenting, just not that Coffeezilla was laying the blame at his feet, right? But but I think in the video, he didn't really put the blame on anything. He labeled the whole thing as a scam. And the part that Logan played in that scam is the part that that we're arguing about. Mm-hmm. That they're arguing about. So it's did Logan Paul know this? Did Logan Paul knowingly profit off of something that he knew was not going to work? And that's still up for debate. And I I think he, go ahead. 
So I think he said something about taking he wanted to take legal action against Copiezilla for for defamation. Basically, yeah. Um for for spreading in in you know, invalid facts. Which if I mean you you say that he was just kind of, I mean, he definitely laid the blame at Logan Paul's feet. The, the title of the videos is Investigating Logan Paul's Biggest Scam. Second video is The Biggest Fraud in Logan Paul's Scam. And the third one is Ending Logan Paul's Biggest Scam. It it right. wasn't it wasn't the team. It wasn't the people that he I mean, even the clips, like I only saw the clips that Logan decided to show in his response video, but it seemed like Coffeezilla also agreed that like Eddie and the Crypto King, bad actors, like Logan said, like he seemed to agree there. The difference is the way that I'm seeing just a little bit presented, which is all this is, I mean, it's clickbait, you know, it's trying to get you all that kind of stuff because you're trying to get clicks and trying to get the money. It seems like he's laying at Logan's feet and Logan's like, man, I, I didn't do anything. I got, I got scammed too. Right. I guess that's kind of still up for debate on, on what they are really trying to get from this. But this it's is that the whole thing. It's that whole who said, when did who, when did this person say, or who knew, when they knew, when who knew, you got to play that whole game. Right. You know? And, and this is, this is my thing. The, the Logan suing him for defamation is a little off to me. Like I understand like being like rich or whatever suing is a big thing. But like, if I'm like, you did this and you're like, no, I didn't. You're going to sue. I'm going to sue you. Like I feel if Logan Paul had the ability to clear the air, no part of his character is, is under attack. Like, yes, like I disagree. I mean, if I I have not watched the clip, so I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I've seen from us investigating this a little bit and and you've seen the clips and what you've told me and then what I've seen people's responses on Twitter and and Reddit and stuff like that. Right. Is that Logan Paul's a scammer and you can't trust him. And that's an attack on his character and his trustworthiness and his integrity. And as a person that is trying, I'm not by any means defending Logan Paul's business practices but if if he is trying to engage in business and there's this huge looming presence of he's not trustworthy because of this video coffeezilla made these videos then like that is an attack on his character that is if it's not true that is defamation right but i feel like if he if he has the means to clarify that he had nothing to do with it then there's no reason anybody's going to question his character because he came out and proved that that there was nothing to question. But the problem is this is the second of of Logan Paul's business ventures that have seemingly just taken money from people and shut down. Now I know Logan Paul recently said that they are going to they're going to do crypto zoo and they're like it's coming back online but was that due to this controversy or was that what he was planning to do all along because he went radio silence as soon as as the game went down and everything like nothing was working logan paul went radio silence for like nearly a year 
And I don't think that's what you do as a person who's, you know, who's continuing to develop and continuing to make something that you had promised to make. Uh, If it goes downhill, you say, hey, this has gone downhill. We're going to get working on it. This is this is this, whatever. But you can only also say so much when there's actual criminal investigations going on. There's other lawsuits going on. And you're trying but at to the recover time, that stuff. I mean, but you, I mean that's part of radio silence. Is that? And I also, I, I don't, I do not honestly know whether or not the CryptoZoo things works because that he was showing clips of CoffeeZilla's video where people were able to open the things and were like, "Oh, it's just a picture." It's like, yeah, that's an NFT. That's what that is. Um, or the disclaimer at the bottom of CoffeeZilla saying it'd be like, it actually does work under these certain circumstances. It was just laggy, you know, stuff like that. So. Did it? It did work, right? According to Coffee Tool's only mission, that's not that's not the thing that they were debating whether or not it worked. Um, It was a game. Was what was supposed to come out? No game was released, and that was the whole developer stealing some money. Supposedly, there was a there was a video game that all right they would promise to to release. Well, I, I say we keep up with it. We'll keep talking about it week after week because it's it's interesting. I I, uh, I will go and I will watch Coffeezilla stuff. I it's it's been interesting to watch Logan Paul over the last what 10, 12 years and his character be completely trashed at times and have to rebuild himself. And right. uh, I mean he seemed genuine when he was like, you know, I'm finally someone I can be proud of. Like, why would I do this? Um, I just got scammed as well. So he seemed genuine. I know people can right. pull one over on me. And if he's a scammer, that's what they do. But I, I don't know. I'll watch CoffeeZilla stuff and I'll and I'll bring back my full opinion next week. But I don't know. Logan seems to be talking legit. That's all I got to say. Uh, we'll keep everybody in you know, in the loop as developments come in. But uh, switching over to the topic of of sports, I'm sure everybody knows about DeBar Hamlin and his injury. Uh, we, we were watching the game when it happened. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like, even in the house that we were in was just silent because it was so – like, we had never seen anything like that. We'd never seen someone fall out on the field and – you know, it looked like everybody knew that it was a life or death situation. Obviously, Stefan Diggs um, was upset. It, some people were crying. The entire you know, everybody Bills was praying. Team. Yeah. Um, I sent y'all this video pretty soon after it happened because I was I I was driving when it happened. I'd been listening to the game. Then uh, this happened. And there's that guy's clip I sent you, 10 million views in one day, right. or basically wow. two at this point. Um, Brian Sutterer, MD, has a YouTube channel. He explains some of the medical phenomena of people, deaths, injuries, stuff in the world. He he gave, and, and this was so early on, which is why I thought it was cool, because like now we find out this is exactly probably what happened. But apparently right. there's something with your heart in a certain portion of the rhythm of a heartbeat when you're coming down off of what i think you call the t-slope 
and your heart basically resetting before it does another beat. If you get hit, if you get trauma hard enough to your chest, it can basically send you into cardiac arrest. And it's super rare because it has to be timed exactly right. The hit has to be really hard. He said it normally happens. You would think with like people getting hit by baseballs, line drives and stuff. Um, And, but so basically um, DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest on the field. Like you said, he got, he took a hit, he got up and then within a few seconds dropped back out on the field. Um, Medical personnel performed CPR. They were able to resuscitate him. Um, and then the, the ambulance, they brought the stretcher, then they ended up pulling out the ambulance and the ambulance waited after they loaded him up, trying to find DeMar Hamlin's family that was in attendance and let them go to the hospital with him. And so they eventually were able to do that the entire time. The teams are praying, they're crying, they're physically distraught. Um, his teammate from Pittsburgh couldn't even go near the, um, the body. It, it was, it was a bad, bad scene. Um, right. and then, and then it appeared for a half a second, it's like, so like that was an injury, right? Like we got to play the game now, I guess. But it, Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor got together with the referees, and basically, um, I think from from everything I've read and from everything I've witnessed, that was an on field decision. On the field, the referees and the two coaches were like, "We got to go into the locker room and reset. At least we got to go in the locker room and reset." When they go in the locker room. And at that point, the NFL is making all the calls. They're talking to ESPN, who they have contracts with. They're talking to the Bengal Stadium um, and their front office. They're talking to the Bills front office. They're talking to the NFLPA, the Players Association. And after like an hour after the hit um, and after DeMar Hedlund went to cardiac arrest, they postponed the game. Um, right, which – I believe was was the right decision. This isn't about sports. This is about a young man's life. Yes, this is exactly. about this isn't about finishing a game. I could care less if if anybody makes it to the playoffs. I don't care about that. I care about this this young man's life mm-hmm. and and what's happening for the best of him. And currently, uh, I think they said that they stabilized his vitals. He's doing uh, better. The oxygen went down. The oxygen in the tube that's in a um, and his breathing tube went from like having to be at like hundred percent to 50%. So he's starting to regain some of that on his own. Right. Um, but it's still, he's still in intensive care. And so, uh, there's, there's just, so it's, it's a scary situation. Um, bunch of team, every NFL team has Mar Hamlin's Jersey as their logo. Um, his toy drive charity is raised from went from like twenty to fifty thousand dollars, somewhere in that range, like just tens oh, of thousands to millions, it, millions of dollars. It went from twenty five hundred, I believe, up to okay. up to close to what three, four million now. And of course, and it's still um, rising. It, as I'm seeing tweets come in as NFL owners start pledging more and more money to his toy drive. Yeah, um, and if you start, if you you know, if you're listening to this, go donate um it's it's a good cause i mean it's got millions of dollars already but you know this is a i know this is a good thing that's going on here uh in the in the midst of all of you know the the trouble and panic so we are continuing to pray for him um that he his body is healed and be with his family as well very scary situation um 
And like you said, like football, not important. Uh, Skip Bayless got in a little bit of hot water for saying something about this, like you got to finish the game because it's a big game at the end of the season. But I, it let's let's say you think that you need to finish the game because it's a big game at the end of the season. You can't honestly tell me that that game's going to play out the same way with that weighing on the players' minds. Right. Even if they replay it tonight, which they're not going to do, they said they're going to not play it the rest of the. They're not going to play it this week. Basically, it would come as like a week nineteen situation. Um, right. Like even if that is the case, like you, you can't tell me it's going to be the same outcome. Right. Both teams are going to play completely differently. It's going to be on their minds. We watch. Um, God, I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, is it Parham? Is it Donald Parham? Donald Parham was it the Chargers tight end last year that took that crazy hit, or he took that bad fall and he went into that defensive um fencing position that you have if you have a major concussion. Like the Chargers played differently the rest of the game. When Tua had the same thing happen this season, they Dolphins played differently the rest of the game. So I mean, you absolutely. No matter what you believe, you shouldn't be finishing the game. And uh, obviously, it's 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 ridiculous to say that the football matters more than a young man's life. And, and I don't know that uh, it's prayers for him and his family. Right, we'll be continuing to pray for them. Uh, but for now, uh, we could switch on to the predictions that we had last week for the games that were going to be going on. We basically uh, we went we both went eleven and fifteen. Um, the Bills Bengals. Uh, you had the Bills and I had the Bengals. So that game never got finished, and we don't know that it will be finished. So um, we tied this week. Um, games we differed on. Uh, uh, you had chosen the Steelers. I had chosen the Ravens. The Steelers Steelers were able to pull out a win. Um, so, some other ones, um, other games worth noting: the Viking. I mean, the Packers beat the Vikings, so they're still vying for an NFC wild card spot. That's interesting. Right. Um, Seahawks beat the Jets, so their Seahawks are still vying for an NFC wild card spot. I will say this: I think it's important to note. Um, I'm just going to give you the rundown. You can stop me if you need to, if you want to say something. Uh, I think 49ers beating the Raiders is expected, but in overtime, 37 to 34 with Jared Stidham starting as quarterback, I think is monumental. Um, right. I'm not saying Josh McDaniels is the future at, uh, and I was at Oakland in Las Vegas in any sense of the matter, he still might be ousted as head coach, but it does look like Stidham, at least what we saw against the number one defense in the NFL in the 49ers, he knows how to run that offense and he is more comfortable in that offense than, um, Derek Carr was so that right. was interesting um, the Browns beat the Commanders we both picked the opposite on that so it was good to see Deshaun Watson actually put up a good performance for once um, since returning the Bucks secured the NFC South so that's something Brady's going to be in the playoffs Saints beat Again. the Eagles we didn't really see that coming um, we, we knew Minshew was playing but we thought that the Saints were so bad that Minshew would be able to overcome, and he was not. Right. Giants beat the Colts, which you expected, and a few other things. Oh, also, we'll say gosh. this. The Broncos put up 24 points against the Chiefs. I, I don't think right. the Broncos have put up 24 points all season. 
Um, let me let me actually 14, 24 once um, against the Chiefs earlier this season. They put up. That was the only time um, they got up to 24. They've got up twice, so, the Cardinals and the Chiefs, and then here they go again. So my, my point is Nathaniel Hackett being fired looks like maybe was a good decision. Right. Um, or or their division right like they're they're in the same division so it's it's they know game. each other a little yeah. more um my falcons got a win so yay i guess oh i will talk about this the colts game uh new story coming from that cave on thibodeau sacks nick Foles, uh hurts snow him, and does snow angels besides his beside his you know seizing bot <laughs> i'm sorry um, i didn't mean to laugh and then as as Foles is being carried off. Thibodeau is is doing a like a sleeping motion. Um, poor sportsman. I will. I'll say this: poor sportsmanship. If he knew what he was doing, however, it could be interpreted in different ways. Obviously, you're doing your celebration after you get a sack. You don't necessarily. You're not looking at the quarterback. Yeah, and um, he glances over for a half a second, but all he sees is Foles on the ground. It, that just means his teammates haven't helped him up yet. He doesn't know necessarily that he's if he's if he knew that he was seizing i don't even i don't know how he would have known because his face is up he only looks at foals like for a half a second now his teammates on the other hand probably should have been like hey bro you better stop (laughs) because they were like looking at him watching him do it right and the uh the the sleeping motion as nick Foles is being carried out we don't know if that was due Mm. to him putting Foles to sleep or putting the game to sleep Probably putting the game. I mean, it'd also be out of context. Like, who's he making that match? There's probably a conversation before he makes that gesture, you know, all the above. He is a, uh, you know, either way, little little insensitive to the situation, but they're playing football. You know, things like this happen, and all we can do is be glad that Foles wasn't hurt worse. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's basically the NFL. Um, Before we move on to the playoff picture, I want to – to two things um breaking news from wall street journal three minutes ago the u.s is seizing assets tied to ftx valued at hundreds of millions of dollars including right. robin hood shares and money in silvergate accounts so we kind of expected that um sam bankman freed pled not guilty i don't know if you saw that um so just just something to keep watching uh the other thing is i know you don't follow baseball but rafael devers signed a huge contract just a little while ago, 11 years, $331 million. He's a short, wow. uh, he's a third baseman for the Red Sox. Um, it's the sixth largest contract in um, MLB history. And it'll begin in 2020. It'll start in 2023. Um, they've been working on trying to lock him up because their entire organization is not looking great. So, I thought I would point that out before we moved on to um, – let's look I at think the, the only other. Uh, I think the only other sports headline I can think of, Ronaldo has switched teams again. He went to Saudi Arabia, right? He did, yes. Yeah, I so. saw that. Um, basically, as far as the playoff picture for the NFL stands, we're looking at the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals have it locked up. Um the Bengals have not secured their AFC North title yet, but it looks like they probably will. 
Um, the Jaguars and the Titans, it basically comes down to whoever wins next week. Right. Um, because of some other factors. Um, the Jaguars have not even secured a playoff spot, but they currently hold the division lead. The I'm Chargers. The, Jaguars. the Chargers have secured a playoff spot. Um, the Ravens have also secured a playoff spot. The other teams that we're looking at maybe this next week. Currently, the Patriots lead the pack on these three teams, but your other eight and eight teams fighting for that last wild card spot are as followed: Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers. If Mike Tomlin pulls out a playoff berth after the beginning of their season, I mean, he, I love him so much, and Kenny Pickett's now playing phenomenal. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, right. NFC talk. Um, NFC is a lot more clear picture. We know our four. Uh, sorry, we know three of our four division leaders, and we can guess the fourth. Um, the 49ers, the Vikings, and the Bucks have all secured division. That they all clinched their division. The Eagles have not clinched their division. Um, they could still lose it to the Cowboys, so that's something to watch, especially if Jalen Hurts doesn't play. But I think worth noting is it really – I think the Eagles are just trying to make it to the playoffs, which they've already done, and hopefully get Jalen Hurts back. Um, I know they want that first week by because that will allow them, which they need to win the division to do that, that will allow them to get one more week before they have Jalen Hurts, need Jalen Hurts. But I think that's interesting. Cowboys and Giants locked up. You have three NFC East teams in the playoffs. Eagles, Giants, Cowboys. Three. Looks like a strong division. Kind of like uh and it's looked crap the last several years. Yeah, NFC West has been has been pretty good for the last few years that's the rams and cardinals had a bad year but again so to your point you know we got the 49ers obviously in um with jimmy g who i keep telling people is worth it um your your team's fighting for a wild card spot in the nfc sorry yeah nfc wild card spots um you got three teams that still have a chance at that last wild card spot with currently the Cowboys and Giants. Um, three teams sitting at eight and eight. It's the Seahawks who lead the pack because of um, like games played, uh, right. record stuff. Lions at eight and eight, and Packers at eight and eight. Um, so, with that said, I think what I want to do is just. I don't really care about all the other games. I just care about those six teams fighting for a wild card spot. What do you think? Uh, I, I really would like to see the Lions make it. Um, they've been a little bit of a joke for the last few years. Uh, I would too. They're finally on the come up. I would love to see the Lions make it. The Titans play the Jaguars. We said the winner of that game makes it. Um, I'm like 99% sure that's how it works. Um, a, there might be a chance that the Jaguars can lose and make it, but I'm not sure. Um Patriots have to beat the Bills if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive, which is going to be hard, especially in Buffalo. But maybe we'll see right. something. Um, other teams fighting for a wild card spot. I'm going to skip down. There's some other good games, but I'm going to skip down to the ones fighting. Jets and Jets are playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins need to end their losing streak this week and hope the Bills beat the Patriots if they want a wild card spot. And they hope that Sean Washington can continue to come up and beat the Steelers. The Steelers are playing the Browns. Steelers also find for the last wild card spot. 
In the NFC, your three teams fighting. The Seahawks are facing the Rams, so they should win that game, we would think. Um, and the Lions have to face the Packers on Sunday Night Football. That's going to be a great game. The winner of that one obviously holds the record between the two of them because the other one takes a loss. And then they're, I think they're both hoping for a Seahawks, Seahawks loss. So we will see. We will see. That's pretty much our NFL playoff picture. Um, I think we'll get clarity on that next week, and then we'll kind of do uh, probably a, a bracket. We'll fill out brackets and see who we think is going to be our Super Bowl champ. What do you think? Right. Um, other, other, you know, we don't really need to predict that, but as far as sports – goes as well I think the TCU Georgia game of course TCU taking down Michigan in all my my greatest dreams coming true um because you want Harbaugh at Indy not because I want Harbaugh at Indy because I think him losing that close to a natty is gonna it is gonna make him want to come back (laughs) I think it's gonna make him want to come back but I love TCU I love Max Duggan. Everyone I'm so Max happy Duggan. they won. The yeah. game. I, I hope they win against Georgia, but that's a David and Goliath fight. I yeah. thought it was a David and Goliath fight between Michigan, Michigan yeah. and T- TCU. But now if you look at it, TC, or Michigan beat Ohio State. Ohio State almost beat Georgia, and TCU beat Michigan. A lot of the time, sports don't work like that. But if you look at it comparatively, they sh- it looks like they should be on the same level. Yeah, that's what um, TCU had to struggle to not give up their lead to Michigan. Michigan almost made the comeback several times, right? Right. Georgia had to make the comeback against Ohio State. And it was one of the most fun games to watch, especially that bad toed kick right there at the end that would have oh good defense yeah, by Georgia. Got beat off in the room. I I, th- <laughs> I think it was a it was an interesting I think both two of the best semifinal normally we have blowouts in the semifinals. We've had a few good games throughout the year since the college football playoffs came into play, but a lot of blowouts. A lot of blowouts. Mainly because Alabama's been playing and they like to blow people out. But um, th- these were two contested games. These were two close I, games. These were two good games. And so happy to see that. We also predicted – so we both got Georgia. We also both predicted Michigan, who we were wrong on that. We predicted the other four major bowl games, the other four New Year's Six games. Um, of those games, I was right about Tennessee beating Clemson and Alabama beating Kansas State. Um, I was wrong about USC because they – Gave up a last second little comeback to Tulane. Good, good for Tulane to get a New Year's Six Bowl and win it. Good for Tulane. Right. Beat Lincoln Riley in that offense. Um, and then we both predicted Utah as well to beat Penn State. Penn State won that game. You got Alabama correct. You did not get Tennessee. So you were sitting two of six for New Year's Six. I was at 500. So, you know, I'll take that win. Has a tie break for us both going eleven to fifteen for the NFL. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see when TCU beats Georgia. Who you calling? You can't. You can't call TCU, can you? I know you. Can. I know you're gonna. You're, you're so gonna call Georgia. I'm calling TCU 
And next week, not next week, whenever that game is, you're going to see me put on a TCU shirt, hit no frogs, and run around. I'm calling TCU by 20 points. They play We're just Monday. not going to stand a chance. They play Monday, January 9th, so they'll play before we record next. So okay, we'll good. So you're calling TCU? We'll yeah, I'm coming with a TCU <laughs> shirt on. I, you know what? I was trying to give you credit for calling TCU, but it's the safest bet in the world because if you bet TCU and you hit, you look like a genius. If you bet TCU and it doesn't hit, you look like, well, I was just I had hope. You know, <laughs> there's no downside. It's so unfair. I, if I end up putting, I'm just gonna put like ten dollars on that game. I'll be a millionaire. The the spread's like minus sixteen. Is it really for Let's Georgia? See. It's minus 12 and a half currently, but yeah. I don't um, see the game going well in TCU's favor, but I think Max Duggan is going to be Max Duggan. I think they'll have a good game. I think it'll be a good game. I just think Georgia will win. I think Kirby Smart's going back to back, which sucks as an Alabama fan because SEC Hard to do. Now, yeah. I will say if Georgia wins this year, I want them to win again. Next year, because no team has ever done back to three P. Yeah, it's hard when there's like hundreds of colleges. Um, and now Bama's going to win next year. Got the number of recruiting class um, looking great. You're going to lose Bryce Young, but you'll be fine. Um, we're going to, we lo- also losing Brian Branch, but Alabama's going to win next year. Calling it now, I, call my shot. Oh, it's Bama, also, Bama also fans always love to say we're going to win it next year. You're like the Dallas Cowboys of college football. That's incorrect. The Dallas Cowboys have been saying it for 22 years and have not won in 20-plus years. Bama fans have been saying it for 12 years and have won seven in that time. So, a eh, little different. Not winning it this year. If we Next say, year. Next year, been, TCU. TCU is going to go back to If back. we've been saying it since 2009, that's 13 years, and we've won seven, that's over half. I don't yeah, think it's the same as the Cowboys. A longer than that. I, I don't know. Not since we – you Bama fans weren't talking before Nick Saban. They had nothing to talk about. Regardless. All right. I when got Wisconsin, I got When Wisconsin Troy, can win their division of the conference, you can come and talk to me. Troy's going to win it. Jonathan Taylor's out of Wisconsin now. So, it's all over. It's been over. Yeah, but you just wait till just wait till Gunnar Watson and his troops – in mm-hmm. Troy, mm-hmm. go and pull okay. up and yeah. absolutely yeah. destroy. Yeah. To be fair, they're ranked for yeah. the first time. But congratulations. You also beat an LSU team last year that, you know, was crap. But congratulations. That was like, that was like a few years two ago. Year, two years ago, yeah. At their home club. Like, good job. Come play Bama. Come on. Yeah, we want Bama. We'll pay you millions of dollars to get your uh, butt kicks. Anyways, I say – Unless you have any more sports, um, I say we move on to our bracket. What you got? Yeah, uh, so our bracket this week, uh, as picked by me, is animals of history. These are animals that have done, you know, notable good feats in their time. Uh, And I figured that we would do a bracket on them. We have 16 on this one as opposed to 32 on some just because uh one there are probably a lot less and we didn't want to dig too deep 
but two, a lot of these have a bigger story about them. It's yeah, they had a bigger story. You're not as many. I think last week with the goat, like everyone on our list had an actual shot at beating someone else on the list. Um, this week, once you get past 16, you really kind of scrape at the bottom of the barrel. Um, I do want to defend our pick of Wayne Gretzky because somehow that got put up for question because hockey's not as like big of a sport as basketball, I think was the argument, or he was playing against but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who he's playing against. He is known as the greatest. He is the greatest. And I'll say this, Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell also played before the new era of basketball. We still consider Bill Russell's 10 championships and Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game as super significant. It doesn't matter how bad the opponents were. They were clearly leaps and bounds above. He's played. I mean, he is so far above everyone else so on the list. Above. So far above. Um, um, I also – I I had the Simone Biles conversation and Michael Phelps conversation with several people. Some people agree with you. Some people agree with me. It was, uh, it, it was more hotly contested than I expected. Right. That was the big one on that one. But uh, on this one, let's get started on the bracket for this week. We start with Dolly the Sheep. Dolly the Sheep was the first animal to be cloned, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Dolly the Sheep. Uh, I learned about her in, like, middle school. Uh, but, yeah, she was the first sheep to be cloned. Um, you know, helped with big strides in DNA testing um, and, and things of that sort versus who. Sergeant Stubby. So Sergeant Stubby is the most decorated war dog of World War One, and he's the only dog to be promoted to sergeant because of his time in combat. Um, there's a debate on whether or not the Smithsonian Institution or the U.S. Army is actually the one that promoted him sergeant, but nevertheless, um, he served for 18 months, participated in 17 battles, and he saved his regiments from many must unexpected mustard gas attacks and also supposedly comforted wounded soldiers and according to a legend he once caught a german spy by the seat of his pants holding him there until american soldiers found and captured him sergeant stubby was he 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 was the man he was the man or the dog i guess yeah i think uh i think sergeant stubby takes this one pretty easily um yes dolly the sheep there were great strides made with that but sergeant stubby was a hero Sergeant Stubby did it. Dolly the Sheep had it done to her. Does that make sense? Exactly, yeah. Sergeant Stubby it is. Next, we have Montashiel the Sheep. Am I saying that right? Um, I think it's Montashiel, yeah. And Smokey the Dog. Smokey the Dog was a World War II dog that um, did many different things. Uh, saved approximately 250 ground crewmen from having to move around and um, keep some fighters in reconnaissance planes. It was um, the uh, the foxhole dog, right? The Yorkshire. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Sure. So yeah, um, it's the Yorkshire Terrier. Yes, and so Smokey the dog uh, alerted 
his crew to many bombshells coming down, uh, saved so many lives. Uh, we could talk about Montecule the sheep a little bit, but I think these dogs, uh, they're probably going to win out. I'm thinking they're going to, they're going to do pretty good. Montecule the sheep was a sheep that was sent. It was the first land mammal to, to go into the air to fly. Um, a hot air balloon, used, right? I think it was a hot air balloon. Yes. Um, which, you know, helped us know that we could do it, but also I could have sent a GI Joe up there. So, um, I'll read this to you. Smokey even parachuted from 30 feet in the air out of a tree using a parachute made just for her. She right. warned people of incoming shells, calling her an angel from a foxhole. So you're telling me that this dog also flew, <laughs> but also saved lives. So I think, we, I, think yeah, Smokey, like, Smokey. I think Smokey wins this. All right, Smokey. Next, we have... We have... Uh, Cher Ami the Pigeon versus Cleopatra's Snake. I, it, go ahead. I'll let you so, tell me a little bit about Cher Ami the Pigeon. The, well, I'll, I'll talk about the Cleopatra Snake first. Cleopatra Snake uh, bit her on the boob and killed her. Mm-hmm. That was how Cleopatra died. And that set into events the motion, the, the, the things that caused the Roman Empire to take Egypt uh obviously you know the roman empire was already in the process of doing that but it it sort of sealed it uh share ami the pigeon however uh means i believe good friend in french yeah he was used by the u.s army signal corps in france to transport important messages from commanders to the battlefield um he was shot by German troops at one point, but he continued flying and heroically managed to deliver the important message he carried. As a result, a lost battalion of the Allies was saved, and he was awarded an award by the French government that I'm not going to heard. The Croix de Guerre. Don't know if that's right at all. Croix de Guerre. You know. Yeah. Know. You just got to put a little baguette in your mouth and then say it. Um, now, the snake, Cleopatra snake didn't seem to do anything too good. Also, like, supposedly Cleopatra made the snake bite her, so she, because she didn't, she wouldn't be spared like the the shame of being overcome. I mean, in my mind, it's the pigeon, right? It's got to be Sharon or Sharami. Sharami. Then we have um, Galapagos tortoise. So this is not necessarily a specific tortoise, but this is just the fact that um, it's a specific group of tortoises. Yes, that Charles Darwin obviously used when he was working on his theory of evolution, which has been majorly impactful in the world of science and and the thought process of how we view the world and animals. Um, agree or disagree, it is it is impactful. Um, he is Cairo the dog. Cairo the dog, yeah. He accompanied um, U.S. Navy SEALs who killed Osama bin Laden. Um, there's not many details about that secret mission. but However, all, We do know that Cairo helped tremendously. Yeah, the team guarantees that it would not have been successful if Cairo wasn't there. And so we can go again, but I think it's Cairo the dog. 
It's got to be Cairo the dog. Also, so far, the seeding by you has been great. We have seen some weak ones go up against some strong ones, so we're going to get some stronger competition in the end, I think. Right. We have a Lake of the Dog. Um, can you tell me a little about Lake of the Dog? Let me see if I can remember. I think I have it pulled up somewhere. While you're pulling that up, um, or you tell me about G.I. Joe the Pigeon. I know you know about G.I. Joe the Pigeon. G.I. Joe the Pigeon was an awesome bird. Uh, he was part of a battalion that had um, – that had had their radio communications basically like overcome. They couldn't communicate through the rave, uh, through the radio. So as a last resort, they sent this absolute mad lad, GI Joe, the pigeon who can fly unlike Montague, Montacumo, um, who flew and delivered the message at, I think they said she went or he went, 20 miles in 20 minutes, which is a mile a minute, 60 miles an hour, through the air to deliver the message just in time to save the entire ship from an incoming air attack. Yep, over 100 men were saved, according to this, received numerous awards. And G.I. Joe the Pigeon is going up against Lake of the Dog, who was the first animal in space, one of the first animals in space. Uh, It was a Soviet space dog. First orbited um, and the first to orbit the Earth it was a stray dog from Moscow that was launched into low orbit on November 3rd, 1957. I, again, I mean, I feel like they're strapping a dog in something that the Soviets built, and G.I. Joe the Pigeon did the work. The opinions? Uh, G.I. Joe did it himself. That was ability. That was mm-hmm. some of the best ability that we've seen on this entire thing. Like, he not only flew, but flew very fast, very consistently to reach his destination. So you agree it is G.I. Joe the Pigeon, right? I agree G.I. Joe the Pigeon wins this. The next one is uh, David Graybeard. David Graybeard Gorilla, which is one of the gorillas that Jane Goodall studied. Yeah, so it was basically the gorilla that was studied to prove how smart gorillas were um, okay. to prove that they weren't just wild animals to, you know, save the conservation efforts. Uh, you know, G- David Graybeard, one sick name. <laughs> uh, he did a lot, but who is he going up against? He's going up against Lobo the Wolf. Now, Love with the Wolf's an interesting one because there's we, we, we're, we're com- combining legacy and some fact and some, you know, mythology, basically. So what we've basically seen is we've seen Ernest Seaton, who eventually wrote a book called Lobo, the King of Kurumpal, based off his experiencing hunting wolves in the Southwest. He basically was hunting Lobo, the wolf, because... Um, Lobo the wolf was feeding on farmers' livestock. He tried to bait him with poison, and the and Lobo the wolf would just poop on the carcasses and not touch them. He knew they were poisoned somehow. He would um, avoid traps, <coughs> pardon me, and, and all the like. But then when Seton got hold of his mate, he eventually came and was captured. Um, 
and and wouldn't look at his captures captors and died the next day. It's kind of a broken a, heart of a broken heart. Yeah, it's kind of a weird story. Um, and, and I don't know how much is true versus how much is legend. To be honest with you, Lobo the Wolf sounds, if what's true, he sounds like a really smart animal. But I also would agree David Graybeard, gor- the gorilla, is a smart animal. And he kind of like helped humanity by, I'm going to say he helped humanity by teaching Jane Goodall about gorillas and, and inviting her into the pack and, or whatever you call of order gorillas. What do you call that? Do you know? And Oogle. I don't know. Make your best guess. I'm about to look it up. Ah, uh, a, a, a gronga. A gronga? A gronga of gorillas. Oh, you knew that. It's a troop. Yeah, it is a troop. You're it's right. It's a troop. That was such, it was such a laugh. I like a gronga of gorillas better. It sounds a like gronga. a Magic Treehouse book. Um, I looked up something, and it gave me a, a, a name for a gorilla that was Coco, but I thought Coco, a, a Coco of gorillas was kind of interesting. I think David Graybeard passes. I think it'd be slow with the wolf because we're more sure of his contributions, your opinion. I agree. Next, we have Balto the dog versus Jim the horse. There was a potentially deadly diphtheria epidemic, and Balto saved um, – people of Nome, Alaska by running the antitoxin to them. Right. And then who who is he up against? He's up against Jim the horse. Okay, sorry. I cut out for a second. Uh, Jim the horse uh, also had to do with antitoxins. I believe they, he was essential in the creation of, of a certain type of antitoxin for diphtheria which is the same antitoxin so uh, this is a funny matchup jim the horse got diphtheria didn't die like other animals um so they used his antibodies to create an antitoxin okay right later on in nome alaska you have an outbreak of diphtheria that's turning to kill a bunch of people and balto the dog runs the antitoxin that jim the horse was part of making to save the town so is the creator or the liver, more important, go. Listen, Jim, this is an unfortunate ma- matchup because I would say that carrying the antitoxin is such a heroic task, but he definitely could not have done it without Jim the horse. I'll let Jim the horse go through if you would like. I think he's going to lose, but Jim the horse... He was he was a good horse, good horse. We have Echo the elephant, who was an African bush elephant, um, a matriarch that was studied for over thirty years by Cynthia Moss. Um, one of the longest running studies of a land mammal. Let us know a lot about how elephants move, their patterns, and all of the above. Um, that led to us. Um, conservation efforts of not just elephants but yeah, elephants everything not lions but i said lions i said well, lions. not just elephants yes but but everything i uh i said lions because it's going up against cecil the lion um he was who was another animal that was studied and tracked he was studying tracked by a team um from university of oxford um in 2015 he was lured out of a 
protected area, and he was wounded by a arrow from a big game trophy hunter. He was then tracked and killed. Um, and the killing resulted in, inter- in international media attention. Um, basically, started uh, it added lions in India and um, West and Central Africa to the endangered species list for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. It sponsored a lot of conservation efforts. Basically, the outrage over killing of Cecil the lion, which was being tracked by Oxford students. Um, spark conservation efforts so i think right. very similar things um one was a martyr to the cause and one was studied for much longer uh cecil the lion could also be replaced with harambe you know the ape that was killed that caused mm-hmm. outrage mm-hmm. and help and conservation and zoos um those two are, are kind of interchangeable in the thing but i do think echo the elephant gave us more knowledge and more help on the conservation rather than sparking an outrage. I would disagree. I mean, Cecil the Lion was just as important. They studied him as well, just like they studied Echo the Elephant. The only difference is because he was basically a martyr for the cause because he was killed by these hunters, that it sparked stuff outside of just the academic world. Um, Yeah. I that's a good point. I'll defer. We can go Cecil the Lion. Could also be Harambe. I don't like when you defer. I feel like you're setting me up to be like, I deferred earlier and now you have to No, no, no. I think I think this one's pretty good because we we can have a good conversation and agree on a lot of these. And I did I'm proud of myself for the seating here. Yeah, it went pretty well. Now we're getting to a little bit more difficult ones. We have Sergeant Stubby who was a World War I hero, like we said, prevented mustard gas or warned troops of mustard gas attacks and such. And then we have Smokey the Dog, who was the um, Yorkshire the Terrier Yorkshire. that also saved people's lives by warning people in foxholes and such like that. So we have World War I versus World War II, both amazing dogs, both highly decorated, both in many battles and wars. Not wars. One has a higher rank. I'm just saying. Do you want to go Sergeant Stubby? I'm fine with Sergeant Stubby. Sergeant Stubby has a higher rank. It's the only. If if some little yappy Yorkshire Terrier wins, I would have been upset. So I'll go Sergeant Stubby. Sergeant and Sergeant Stubby is crazy awesome name. Um, Share Ami the pigeon um, versus Cairo the dog. The hard part about this is that Cairo the dog. We do not know much about what he did Mm -hmm. but his actions that we know were important and that they should not have done without him had a lot better effect they had a lot better of you know taking down a a world or warlord does to share army continuing to fly after they were after um, they were shot by German troops. Does that influence you at all? I mean, that's so man. Yeah, that I, is pretty good. I, I like Cairo for this, but I was just bringing that up. I think it does do a lot, but Cairo, I can't give it to Share Ami just for being shot. <laughs> Because we don't know whether or not what would have happened if Cairo got shot. Yeah, and we don't know what would have happened if Cairo wasn't there, other than the mission would have failed. So I I, I, I say Cairo. Uh, yeah, I'm down with Cairo as well. 
Um, G.I. Joe the Pigeon versus David Greybeard Gorilla. This one's an easy one for me. It's G.I. Uh, Joe it's the Pigeon. It's G.I. Joe. It's G.I. Joe. Absolutely 100% hero um, david graybeard's the and cecil the lion are the only two basically research study dogs to make it to that second round um and now david graybeard has been taken by gi joe the pigeon and for the same reason we get jim the horse and cecil the lion in my mind I think, jim the horse jim the horse absolutely easy second round um for the most part these next ones are gonna be a little more complicated we have two dogs a pigeon and a horse the two dogs are going against each other. Um, we got Sergeant Stubby and Cairo the dog. Now, Man. I'll say this. I think Cairo was crucial and he's important to a good mission to take down a terrorist, right? Um, Sergeant Stubby fought in let me let me see if I can find the number of battles. Sergeant Stubby fought in quite a few. I think it said something like 18. Yeah. Um, he was the most highly decorated dog, promoted sergeant. He served for 18 months and participated in 17 battles, during the which he saved his regiment from many unexpected muster gas attacks. That is, a, that is more battles than months. Cairo fought one battle. Do you see this dog, Barrett? I mean, he looks oh, – dude, he's so sick, bro. He's so sick. He's so he, sick. He looks so cool. Uh, um, it's Sergeant Stubby. It's Sergeant Stubby. Yeah, I think it's Sergeant Stubby. For sure, Sergeant Stubby. He's also has a higher rank than Cairo. G.I. <laughs> Joe the Pigeon versus Jim the Horse. Now, so, will be remembered that G.I. Joe flew 20 miles in 20 minutes just in time to save about a hundred over a hundred men from a plane attack. Um so while Jim the horse happened to be immune to a disease that his antibodies were used for an antitoxin. Now, we've let Jim the horse slide through because he, he had an easy path against Balter the dog and Cecil the lion. But I will say, Jim the horse didn't do anything other than be born immune to this disease. Right. Um, for that reason, G.I. Joe is, is easily, easily winning this one so now we and we f- are on to our final matchup this has been the quickest bracket yet we've agreed the most and i love it um but this next one's gonna be difficult sergeant right. stubby versus gi joe the pigeon okay so one I think sergeant stubby looks cooler he looks so much cooler gi joe he did something great and he saved over 150 men. Sergeant Stubby participated in in battles. If you can find a, a number on how many men he is estimated to have saved, it might help. In April 1918, during a raid, he was wounded in the foreleg by retreating Germans throwing hand grenades. Um, we recovered. He returned to the trench, trenches. He was injured by mustard gas. He was he got a gas mask to protect him in the future. He thus learned to warn his unit of mustard gas attacks. So that is unfathomable how many lives he saved, because he was learned how to warn the hundred and uh, I think it's second hundred second infantry regiment of mustard gas attacks. Um, and we'll say was, this: 
he was able. Go ahead. Mustard gas is now a war crime. Yeah. Um. So I'm just like. He was able to locate wounded soldiers in no man's land because he could hear the whine of incoming artillery shells before humans. Uh, because he could hear the whine of incoming artillery shells before humans, he became very adept at learning his unit when to duck for cover. So locating wounded soldiers, per warning of mustard gas attacks, warning of incoming artillery shells. Um, and he called a spy leading um, to their unit's commander, nominating him for the rank of sergeant. I mean... This is easy for me. I think, I think I have my decision. You think it's GI Joe the pigeon, don't you? No, I think it's Sergeant Stubby. Sergeant Stubby. I love that Sergeant Stubby. What I love it for one reason. We listed fifteen animals, Barrett. We had fifteen animals, and we had some crab as number sixteen. I don't even know what crab it was, and uh, we were trying to find a sixteenth animal to fulfill our bracket. And I ran across Sergeant Stubby on the internet. And Sergeant Stubby just won the whole dang thing. I mean, technically, the greatest underdog. <laughs> All right. On that note, we got to end because that was the most ridiculous joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Sergeant Stubby at some point will go up against Pol Pot, Salt and Pepper, and Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. At we some need, point. Yeah, we'll probably I, I in my mind we do about four more bracket <laughs> four more brackets. We'll have about eight people for our final tournament of champions. And if it's okay with you, we'll take a week to where there's very little NFL going on. We're still in midseason of all these sports, and we'll spend an entire episode hashing out who is the ultimate champion. I'm okay with that. And you know. I don't know whether or not to do, you know, an eight person bracket or if we do this for enough, like if we do, since we do a bracket every episode, do we do a bunch of eight person brackets and then eventually we'll put those up against each other or do we wait for 32 episodes or 64 episodes and put all of them? It, that is, I guess that's something for us to figure out or something for you guys to, to figure out what you want to do with that. I think we'll decide and we'll, uh, I can't, I can't wait for the tournament of champions, man. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, any final thoughts? I don't think I have any other final thoughts. I think that's about it. All right. Well, uh, we will see you uh, next week. Um. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Everything goes well. I'll see you later, Barrett. Bye. Bye.